1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to our Dungeons & Dragons show. We played
2: Dungeons &
1: Dragons. (laughs) Yes. Previously in Dice Camera Action, the Waffle Crew spent a day at the beach and then came home to find things at the Waffle House were not good. A confrontation (laughs) with Warrington Munt... um, (laughs) ended with him dead after he had undergone the process of seramorphosis, becoming a giant mind flayer. After he was taken down, the Waffle Crew realized that the kids were nowhere to be seen. So, Evelyn, you activated your winged boots, flew out of the Waffle House into the middle of the summer night, and started to uh, search the neighborhood for signs that they may have fled. You even knocked on... Uh, follows, door, follows door to see if uh, they were keeping the kids there. Mm-hmm. Um, but after not finding them there, uh, you went to check other places and continued to check and continue to check, hunting high and low in all the places you think little kids might hide after seeing a seven foot tall mine flare, trusting that your companions uh, were searching the house. About probably less than an hour to your search, Evelyn. You're flying over the rooftops of Waterdeep. Uh, the moon is out, so the, moon to- the, mo- the tops of the homes are all bright enough lit that you can see them clearly, and you can even see slants of light down in the alleys between the various homes. And it is after a futile search, finding no evidence of the children, that you hear this ripping sound followed by a huge explosion and a black cloud rising from the Waffle House. And by now, by now you're about five blocks away.
2: Uh, well, that sounds important. Me <laughs> 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 <Yes. laughs> <Neat> drinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, so you stop and you turn and you see... Once the explosion has passed and you, this cloud of debris rains down over Trollskull Alley, you can see that the house is still on fire, particularly the turret, which looks like a candle flame.
2: Evelyn takes a brief moment to consider whether this looks like an enemy explosion, a Strix explosion, a Palton explosion, or there's something n- there's no Dath. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: there's no
1: Dath D- explosion. <laughs> You can make an insight check. <laughs> I wonder what all this is about.
2: <gasps> oh my goodness. Uh I forgot my insight mod. What is it? 23.
1: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> You think it's a gunpowder explosion of immense proportions. You heard a similar thing when Warrington Month accidentally dropped a keg and it blew up at his feet. This sounds much worse than that. Echoed, and you're hearing it echoing across the city in the dead of night, so that has something to do with it.
2: Evelyn has a brief moment of joy and recognition because she's really proud that she's learning about guns because it's a new weapon <laughs> and she feels really insecure about the fact that she doesn't know how this weapon works. So she's like, gunpowder! Oh, gunpowder. And she <laughs> flies toward the house. Yeah.
1: All right. As you make a beeline toward the house, Evelyn, you are in a position to see set what appear to be several lights rising up into the night sky from different parts of the city. It's very strange, almost like like witch lights or bobbing lights or something.
2: Is one like nearby my trajectory on the way home?
1: Mm, Yeah, they're kind of coming from all directions. So some of them are actually kind of heading in this. They're all heading toward the Waffle House.
2: All toward our house? Yes. Oh geez,
1: yeah. I want to investigate
2: one of those real quick. So I'm just like I'm beeline toward the house, and I see these lights, and I'm like I'm gonna kind of you know just veer around to see if I can get up close to one?
1: Okay. You can see that the light is at the tip of a staff being held by a flying wizard.
2: Good evening! Friend wizard? (laughs) Why are you going toward that house?
1: (laughs) As That's when you see this big black plume and emberous flames soaring up into the sky above the house, and the wizard just looks at you like you asked the silliest question she's ever heard.
2: Wizards are the fire brigade. I get it. Okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And she just beelines back toward the house again. Okay.
1: Meanwhile, back at the house, Mm. Diath, Paulton, Strix, the children are all... Uh, standing over these sort of unsettled patch of cobbles as debris and fiery embers rain down on top of you. And when you turn back to the house, you can see that the fourth floor is practically gone, except for sort of the skeleton frame of some beams and rafters. And the turret is, like a Roman candle, burning mightily away. I leave
2: for one week. One week.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, Diath, your room was practically obliterated. Um, you're pretty sure you saw some of your possessions flying through the air onto the rooftops of other buildings.
4: Yeah, there's a certain sense of devastation in Diath, but he's also just kind of like, of course, this is why I can't have nice things.
3: Okay, but most of your stuff was in chests, right?
4: <laughs> yes. Wooden, flammable chest. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they might be fine. They're just on fire. Go get it.
5: Well, you know, as uh, well, Evelyn always says, you gotta demo uh, something. This like is that. more
3: than that. She didn't say no. shatter. Uh, Doesn't she, matter. Look, she the kids are safe to.
4: The kids are kid safe. Kid. Let's get back in there okay. and try to put the
3: fire here, out. I don't go in there. I. It can't hurt me, so I will go in there. Just That's wait here.
1: Idea. All right. Uh, that, that I can do. All right. So DF and Paulton, you wait outside while Strix uh, goes into the house,
3: begrudgingly shuffling <laughs> into the house. Okay.
1: Right. Uh, bits of shingles falling all around you. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I'm just going to look for anyone's possessions or any like I guess is. And Simon's outside. We don't. Was waffles in there? We don't know.
1: Uh, Waffles was in the house, as far as you know, but probably okay. not on the fourth floor.
3: Okay, okay, and then she's okay. All right, I'm just going to go in there and try, because I don't have any water spells, so that's out of the question. So I'm just, <laughs> I can only make it worse. Right. So I'm just going to look for anyone's possessions that I need to, like, pick up and bring back down and put out the flames.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. One, two, three... Whoops, one, two, three. Okay. Uh, while you're all standing there, um, so one of the features that used to decorate the roof of the Waffle House were these kind of iron spikes that sort of lined the peak. One of those spikes comes falling down and impales Simon through the shoulder. While we're outside? Yep. He's just standing there and...
4: <coughs> Ow!
1: and then uh, he just sort of uh, collapses uh, as this thing sticks in him and falls to the ground. Uh, uh, Evelyn, uh. Evelyn, you show up. You see DF and Paulton standing outside the house with the kids. Uh, most of the debris that has rained down has now landed all over the street. You can see... Sheets and broken old furniture and something that looks like a wooden mannequin with a bunny ear sticking out of its head, um, half burned and charred, uh, and other things that you didn't even know were in your house, now splayed out for all to see. And you can see that all of the neighbors have either stuck their heads out of windows or come out onto the street as well. And you see Simon bleeding out on the ground.
2: My son! And she <laughs> runs to him and lays on hands. Okay. He, he only has like ten hit points.
1: Fewer than that now.
2: Well, I mean, like max.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, fewer well, than that max now.
1: He has. He since becoming a boy, he he has fewer hit points than he did when he was a construct. Yeah, right. like great fleshy kid. He's not going to have like right level one warrior. I just right. want
2: to know how many hit points I should lay on him.
1: Well, when you come upon him, you're lucky that you are here when you did, because he could have easily been killed by that if he doesn't receive some amount of healing immediately
2: she does that while she kind of looks at the rest of the party like with this glance, like, comes home to the babysitter like with the kid bleeding, you yeah know what I
1: mean right
2: just like
5: as shes thank goodness you showed up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you, it was awful. So you think, given Simon's size and how strong he is, like five hit points will probably be enough to restore him. Okay. Oh, my God. But you'll also want to take this spike out of his torso.
2: She, she puts her hand on, like, the base of the spike and looks at Paulton while she rips the spike out.
1: <laughs> and Simon, Simon just kind of does this convulsion. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't put it there. What also happened to
4: anyone? Well well, as soon as that happens mm-hmm. and Evelyn shows up, DS immediately like kinda of takes the other kids and like shuffles them under like some cover or something or like out of the okay. street from debris and things. It's at
1: this point, Evelyn, that you realize you seem to have inherited another kid because uh, Martim Trek, the young boy that you gave Juniper to, is uh, with uh, your your kids. Although lot, he's he's he looks worse uh, for wear than the last time you saw him. He was even when he was Simon's prisoner locked in a box, uh, Martum didn't look as sickly and unkempt as he does now.
2: Evelyn just kind of gathers all the kids like, come here, it's okay, come here, come to. Okay, Evelyn will hold you, just come. <laughs> what happened?
5: <laughs> I can explain.
4: Halton can explain.
2: I can
5: explain but now is not the time. We need to make sure the house is okay. So everyone ga- gather up what you need and we need to make sure that everyone's safe. I, I, can t- I could totally explain right now. I am not stalling to try and figure out how I'm going to explain this later. We just really need to stay on top of the situation. He
2: ignores happened. him and looks at Dia and goes, what happened?
4: Uh, there's an explosion. He's
5: so beside himself. He has no idea. <laughs> look at him. He's tro- I like put my hand on his face. He's like, look at him, the poor boy. He doesn't know what happened. He just watched a smaller, poorer boy just get impaled. <laughs> These children—they they know not. They know not what they see. Their innocent eyes have, have been, have been I violated. Actually,
4: <laughs> I agree, agree with Fulton on this one. We should make sure everything's okay first, then we'll talk.
3: You probably yes. like hear from the inside. Here, it's it's fine. I'm just on fire a little.
1: Strix, you go up to the second floor and you into Waffles' den, and you can see that the owlbear is buried under a fort that she's made uh, oh. of all the things in her room.
3: Oh, no. I'll just walk up there. And, Are you all right,
1: Waffles? Her, her bum is sticking out the back, but her head buried under a whole bunch of stuff, and just kind of, you just see a beak sticking out.
3: All right. Oh, I'll give her beak a little rub and okay. give her a snack and just be like, I'm sorry, Waffles. This isn't the best place for an owlbear, and it never really has been, but you know, we're doing our best. <laughs> isn't that the way it is yeah yeah. sorry sorry, girl let's give her a little ruffle
1: okay when you're there and you're, you're kneeling down beside her and giving her a ruffle she kind of stands up a little and shakes off all the stuff that she buried under having now the confidence to emerge
3: okay good girl you learned great from that uh, ability I taught you earlier which is dig in panic <laughs> good job you learned so well all right, uh, you can yeah, hear, you hear
1: sort of uh, clunking down um, onto the roof, or sorry, the, the floor above you, what sounds like debris, uh, and you can hear fire above all you.
3: All right, all right, I'll just be like, stay here, make sure, get back, under, get back under your panic hut, like we talked about, and I'm gonna go upstairs and hopefully, uh, I don't know.
1: You think it would probably be safer for her if you were to lead her out down the back stairs and out of the building?
3: Okay. All right. I thought, I thought about that. All right. All right. Here we go, Waffles. We're going outside.
1: She'll follow you out and down the stairs.
3: All right. Is this still where everyone is standing?
1: No, it's kind of on... You now come down to the side of the building and you kind of have to make your okay. way around toward the front. But you can see that Troll Skull Alley is full of people now staring in wonder. And it is around this time, as Ooh. Evelyn is questioning Paulton and Diath, and Strix is emerging from the building, that all of these wizards... With lit staves and wands, are flying over the building and uh, casting. Look like they're about to cast spells. And you begin to see the clouds in the sky gather, artificially and powerfully, (laughs) um, and become dark and full full of rain. Strix is just
2: like, whoa! It's so cool. Oh, make, I love how all of rage. us are like, disaster, disaster, ooh. and Strix is like, ooh, magic. Ooh. <laughs> um, I think after Dieth and Paulton were less than forthcoming, mm-hmm. Evelyn would kneel down to Martem and be like, hey, Martem, how you doing? What are you doing here? Are you okay? Oh, hey, I remember you. <laughs> 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 you sound... So much different. Than that. <laughs> You've grown up. <laughs>
4: I had a weird place with a scary wizard lady. It was like this house, but not this house. There's was web and spiders and I've been really hungry and she was me, but and also like to choke slam halfling ghosts. But then those people showed up also in there. And but I was also hanging out with Simon and Jenks, and They're really cool too. But don't worry, they got us out and they did a little spitty thingy like whoosh and we came back here and then everything went boom.
5: Almost like More or less actually, yeah.
2: Uh, okay. Um, you tend to get kidnapped a lot, don't you? Uh-huh.
1: You, don't, you don't remember being kidnapped. Oh, no. Oh, well, Other than the once by Audra. Oh, he doesn't right. remember
2: being kidnapped by Simon?
1: Okay, uh, just the Audra
4: one?
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, was the one time. I wouldn't do it again. I mean, right, kidnapped is, is a weird way to put it, but, you know, being held in a house against your will kind of thing. Uh-huh. Where are your, where's your family?
1: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> They're dead.
2: <laughs> They're dead. Why? Which makes it easy to get kidnapped. I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you live here now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay. <laughs> Of course, Evelyn like pulls him into a hug and kind of pets his head, and she's like, "Of course, you live here now. What? We'll take good care of you."
1: Of course, he lives here now. Simon's like, "I'm, I'm still feeling kind of hurt over here."
2: I, I gave you all the healing you need, little one. Do, do you feel emotionally hurt? Come here, give, give Mama a hug. Here, come into my hug with Martin. She tries to.
1: Simon sort of pushes Martin aside. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, and and embraces you.
2: She pats his head too and snuggles him.
1: Squidly sees fire is just like ooh, and is like walking toward it.
2: <laughs> I mean, whatever, <laughs> it won't hurt him.
1: Okay. the The wizards' uh, clouds spiral over the house. Um, the wind picks up and rain begins to pitter 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 fall out of the sky uh, down upon the house, making it rain on them house. Yep. You think that this, is, this storm is going to grow in force and strength over the city and hopefully douse the fires that are currently burning down your turret.
2: Thank you! Uh,
5: Paulton approaches Evelyn. It's just like, all right, now that that situation's covered, I guess I can explain. Okay. So I don't know what he did or I don't know how he did it but there was a masked
3: man. <laughs> God damn it.
5: No one knows who he is. He's some sort, of, some sort of vigilante. He doesn't play by anyone's rules, but he comes in and serves what he thinks is his version of justice. And it's arguable. It's arguable. It's debatable. you heard of this be-
2: man before? Like there are legends of him?
5: There they're very well might be starting very soon. After what he did to our house. Oh, He's,
2: what did what did he look like?
5: He wore a a black cloak. He just blends into the shadows. Very handsome. You're a black Can only clock? see. No, no. Well, I'm I'm I don't have a. I no no. Of course not. It's very handsome. Good jawline. Definitely. Um, a very healthy height. You know, probably like six one, six two. You know, people will say like five ten, but you know, it's it's a little more than that. It's just, but, but, but without it a doubt, seem there's
2: very relevant d and it.
4: is over. It's oh a little my over. <laughs> god. You never be serious for one moment in your entire life. I'm, I'm
5: talking about the man who did this. No one knows who he is, but he is the knight.
2: So you're saying that there's some sort of vigilante that wanted to come blow up our house?
5: It, it might have been, been to stop the attackers. I don't know. It,
2: there were attackers?
5: It came at a cost, but he fought bravely. And you know uh, what?
1: I, I side with him. Oh, yes, there were attackers, too. Sorry, that wasn't mentioned. The storm grows in intensity. More rain falls. Quite heavily Even now. Elon looks
2: more confused by this explanation. Oh. Strix
3: is going to lead Waffles to the front okay.
1: where everyone else is. Okay, you're due. <laughs>
4: it's, it's fine. I'll take it from here.
3: <laughs>
4: there, there was a dark-cloaked, handsome, mass vigilante, protector of the city, Maybe we'll see him again someday. Who knows?
5: You saw him too? I Yep. Wow. Who is he? And what does he want? Probably what's best for everyone. I don't know.
2: Well, maybe we should talk to him. Get him to join, up, join forces with us. No,
5: I, I don't think that would be necessary. He's, he comes off as someone who wants to work alone and also not ever be in the same room at, with me
4: at the same time. Yeah, that'll definitely not happen. i still
2: don't really understand what happened to blow up our house and also it would be important for me to understand because i'm pretty sure that the city guard is going to start asking questions because i don't think you can just like blow up a house and have all the wizards come and put out your fire without having to answer some
4: questions i'll i'll talk to the city watch but oh there they are (laughs)
2: Uh,
4: oh good uh,
1: sorry Uh, their their arrival uh, was inevitable
2: Curse your son, but inevitable betrayal.
4: <laughs> Look, deep within Warrington's room was some sort of strange mannequin-like device. We heard... Palter, we heard it whirring before we even got there in the first place. Yes. That means it was used before we did, or Strix did. Mm-hmm.
3: That was me using it, yeah. Remember, I disappeared. Oost? Yeah, I, we got sent to like some other dimension. I don't know if it was the Shadowfell or something. It was like, it was spooky with a bunch of spiders. And Audra, the wizard that used that, had the rug delivered to our house, apparently lives there. I stole her book though. <gasps> so, hey, I... also, yeah, she was invisible. You were right.
4: Look, no, the uh, point just, is, when I first got there, like I heard that machine going, it was correct. used before any of us. Yes.
3: No, I did it. It was
2: me, right?
4: Before no, you. Before Wait, you. before me? Yes.
2: Was she nice?
4: No. the no. it well, we didn't meet her. Well, activating that sense of, sort of, activating some kind of portal was set us into, a, I guess, a different uh, dimension or something that's very close to this place, but very different. Very Shadowfelly and, and, and dark and evil for sure. But Audra Nell was certainly here. That's where Martin was. And the kids were also pulled into this place. Ooh, they managed to fend for themselves and protect themselves. They individual. were in another uh,
2: dimension.
4: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty tame for most of the stuff that's happened to us, but yeah. Yeah, Audrey Dell was there, and she was still able to attack us from whatever that other dimension is, including Dr. Seximoff, who also showed up. <laughs> it was very.
3: Dr. Seximoff? <clears throat> yeah,
4: he was very interested in the mind flared cadavers. But that's not all. This other dimension, it's, it was like this place, but I guess evil. It was ruled by a, a death knight, a dragon and Evelyn of Shar.
1: At which point, a lightning bolt comes down from <laughs> the clouds, strikes the tower, and blows its top off. Oh! And the, one of the wizards calls out, Oh,
2: sorry! <laughs> no worries! Uh,
4: I didn't
3: need it anyway, I guess.
4: And we just lost, like, our one port key to whatever the other place is.
3: I That's not true. I have, uh, I have this, and I pull out the tuning fork,
4: Oh, that's right. We managed to... Strix uh, was able to obtain a lot of things from Audra Nell.
3: Also, my new stick lets me go to different planes.
2: Just a quick question. Who is Evelyn of Shar, And why does she pronounce her name so weird? Right. Um. You guys really need to work on filling me in.
1: The guards come over to question you.
4: Yeah, Strix could definitely fill you in. I'll be right back. Ah! To to <laughs> All right.
3: Strix is like, um, you weren't there for that, were you? For what? The, uh, uh <laughs> she doesn't, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so it, it was a a construct that. So these hags made clones of us, um, because. We have soul worms in us from when they visited us at night. This what? is this is, yeah. where the, this
1: is where the camera pans away <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah,
5: and, yeah. and the voice,
1: yeah. Strix's voice, becomes just, a little bit more muted. Yeah. You can't hear it because it's all stuff that everybody already knows.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Evelyn's voice interjecting, what? How did...
1: Come on. <laughs> Exactly. <Just> like, <laughs>
5: as, as she's explaining it, like, Walton directly approaches the camera. It's like, all right, the rest of you are filled in on this, so
1: we're just gonna, like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Long story short, uh, the storm continues through the nights until uh, it, the wizards basically summit it and they kind of let it run its course at this point. And uh, it, del- it dampens the house, it drenches the fire, extinguishing it completely so that only smoke rises from the structure by morning. DF, after flashing your badge and exchanging a few words, you are uh, pretty much left alone.
4: Uh, one of the things I want to make sure that I get across to them is to get messages to the different... to, like, the Black Staff and the different Wizards Guilds who have been investigating Audra uh, about this new information that we have, or potentially even pieces of this weird mannequin construct that we found.
1: Um, okay. They'll, they'll uh, recover that since it's lying in the street. Yeah. And uh, see that that's delivered to the Watchful Order for examination since... The mages are probably better equipped to take care of that. But they will also probably, they'll tell you that um, an an investigator will probably be assigned to follow up on the Audra Nell matter and get all the information you know about her.
4: Yeah. Great.
3: Um, Strix is also probably going to give them the book that she obtained.
1: Oh, okay. Because she she can't (coughs) read it. All right. So uh, they will they will take the book into their possession. While this is going on, other members of the city watch DF are talking to all of your neighbors. You don't know what yeah. they're talking about. Uh, you can see the neighbors I mean, aren't the, the neighbors aren't happy, and in some cases are yelling at the guards. <laughs> uh, but the guards basically create a buffer between you and them, and eventually all the neighbors are asked to go back to their lives.
4: That's right. The official city
1: watch business,
2: like neighborhood PR.
1: Yeah.
4: Exactly. Can she
2: do a little, like, shoulder padding and, like, mm-hmm. just like, oh, man, what, what we're all in this neighborhood together, and isn't that just the way sometimes, where your house blows up, and I'm sure we'll be all right. Thank you. Can Strix try and give them some pies so to smooth things over?
1: Uh, you mean for, on the, the ones that she has uh, in the tap room on the yeah. first floor? Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Um, one of the people, when you hand the pie to them, says... What the fuck? Is this glass? And pulls shards of glass out of this pie.
3: <gasps> no, that's not glass. And then do
1: you realize that this is, at one point, a couple of sessions ago, Paulton, when he was enveloped in the rug, broke the glass on the case. God damn it. And I just.
3: <laughs> shards of
1: it must have gotten lodged in the pies.
3: I just, I take the glass and I go, it's not glass, and eat it. <laughs> It's crunch,
1: crunch,
3: crunch. It's not glass at all.
1: (laughs) They just stare at you and see if you actually swallow it. I do. Just as a
5: fun fact, (laughs) not that anyone at home can ever try this, but if you chew glass enough, it turns back into sand. (laughs)
3: That's
1: true. So, I
3: I don't. It's hidden under my tongue.
1: Or shatters your teeth, one or the other.
3: It's hidden under my tongue. Um, yeah, it, it, it,
1: it turns out your, shard, your glass shard pies aren't the big hit that you thought they were. Um,
3: I, I just take them all back, and I, like, find a piece of burning rubble, like, on the yeah. property, and just throw them in there.
1: All right. Evelyn and DF, you both discover that your rooms have been destroyed. Evelyn's because yours was right under Warrington Month's room, which was ground zero. So the entire floor fell in and basically crashed into your room, burning timbers from the roof, then fell on top of it, igniting anything in the room that you consider to be of, you know, that could be saved.
2: She walks into the center of the room and kind of does, like, a slow turn. You can't even open
1: the door to your room all the way. You just sort of look in and see all this crashed down rubble and burning timber.
2: And for a second, it looks like she's, like, devastated because you know how much care she's put into decorating this room, but she picks up a charred, like half of a wall hanging that says "Live uh, Athander," <laughs> <laughs> and and she kind of looks at it and she goes, "Well, it was time for a redecoration anyway." And she just like starts jaunting around and doesn't seem to be bothered at all. She's like, "What an opportunity!"
5: Uh, right, demo to something, right?
2: Demo to Reno. Yes, <laughs> that's
1: the one. Yep. That, will
4: try to go to his room to see if there's anything that can be recovered.
1: What ain't, room? ain't there. There's uh, there's literally nothing. No floor, no walls, no... Uh, just little bits of roof and rafter and the chimney.
3: What the about fa- the little box with the puppets?
1: It, nothing. Yeah. Um. You open up the door, and you could just fall right into Paulton's room.
4: Well, I know things blown away as well. Can I see anything from the rooftops here that maybe they're like tossed aside?
1: <coughs> well, there's still a lot of smoke issuing from this floor, yeah. um, but you kind of gaze out through the smoke cloud uh, into onto the neighboring rooftops. Make a perception check.
4: Yeah. Oops.
1: Uh,
0: pretty good. Okay.
1: 22. Okay. That might be Mr. Shambleface lying on somebody's roof over there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just kind of survives. just kind of burning a little, or smoldering a little in the rain. You know what? The rain's probably washing it down into the gutter of that roof.
4: I think it's about time that thing burned away, anyway. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well. If nothing on the rooftops, I guess as we'll clean stuff up if I happen to see or find anything, I'll, I'll give it a shot.
1: Okay. Halton, we
2: should do a fundraiser, like a, like a fundraiser stream on your witch stream. For, oh, that
5: sounds fair. For
2: renovations.
5: That sounds really good.
2: That yeah, like maybe weird. people would want to donate if they knew just, like, what had happened and we could all, like, you know, perform on stream. Maybe we could do, like, one of those Endurance oh my God. where we go, like, for 24 the, hours.
1: The Strix
3: only- is hearing this and is like, no, and she's going to go fly up in the air and look for
1: stuff on the roof still. Make a perception check. <laughs> God. I, I could
5: also pick up some extra gigs and, you know, we could... With those Those tend to go well now, so right. I'm, sure, I'm sure people would be more than happy to help, you know... Uh, 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 Paul Zeppa of Waterdeep uh, get a floor back to
3: his house. <laughs> That's a 14. That is,
5: okay. that is
1: also a rental. All right. <laughs> you do find some debris on the rooftops that you're sure was probably in your house at one point, uh, but nothing that you would consider worth salvaging. Um, back at the house, it's clear that the only bedrooms that survived were Strix's and the kids' and Waffles' basically the second floor rooms.
2: Well, you know, as the scriptures tell us. Here we go. (laughs) Sometimes the sun burns so bright in one's life that it will burn you down to the foundation. And from that foundation, a new self can grow. And that's what's gonna happen here. A new home for all of us. I'll just sleep in the tap room.
5: Okay.
3: Wait, why don't room we, room.
2: for old times' sake, why don't we sleep in Paulton's hut? We can have a sleepover with all the Paul. kids.
5: Paulton's like my what? Oh yeah,
2: oh
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I can we used do, to that. do that. Oh, I feel no, that's the
4: helpful.
3: The kids need their own room. We can't. We can't all be in the same room. Yeah. I, mean, I guess we could all stay in Waffles' room.
4: The kids can have their own room, and we'll have
5: the hut. I could like yeah. banish the kids. That's kind of like them having their Stop
3: own.
1: Stop it! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honestly, the kids will sleep anywhere. They're fine.
2: Well, just kind of like clinging to all the kids. Like, oh, what if they get in danger again?
3: The only bed that's left in this entire house is my bed. And I fought for that bed, and it's my bed. <laughs> <laughs> that was my own bed, and it was my own things. And that's the. <laughs> so the kids can have that.
1: Like, wait what's what's left of my room uh your room has all of Diath's room in it currently um uh, okay upgrade well <laughs> not so much there's not there's <laughs> nothing really salvageable in your room that you could possibly sleep on uh it's just full of like Evelyn's debris mm. great yep
2: it's all like gold and shiny and burned
5: yeah squidly like walks out and he's just got like one little, one little flame on his horn. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I like fire. I'm gonna uh, look more into this.
1: <laughs> Next day, uh, sorry. Uh,
3: Next. Oh, I was gonna say, Strix is just gonna start also cleaning out all of the skulls and like gross shit out of her room. Be he, like, no reason to keep this in here anymore. It's not mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long, long day. It <laughs> has, this is the day of the beach party.
2: Sure was. Gosh. Let's, let's get some rest. This is, All right. Let it be known that Chris Perkins could not let us have a day of just a beach party. It had to be three episodes because we also had to have our house explode. <laughs> yeah,
1: I didn't push the button. Um, so, <laughs> D.F., in the early hours of the morning, yeah. uh, there's a knock on the door. It's one of your neighbors. They say uh, something of yours, some sort of heavy chest is lodged in their roof. Oh, they estimate the damage is probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 gold. So, okay. And they uh stand there. I don't really
4: have that money at the moment. I'll just keep the chest. Oh, well, it's really better if you leaves.
3: Just give them something in the chest.
4: Oh, wait, wait, just wait. Uh Depending on what chest it was, there might have been uh, money or valuables in that chest. If I could just take a look at it, I would happily give you one of those, if there's there's anything.
1: And uh, he lets you follow him to his house, leads you up to the second floor, uh, where you can see the chest is basically... um, and leads you up into the attic... Uh, and you Mm -hmm. can see that the chest is lodged in the roof, and it is the the big chest with all the stuff in it. Okay. Um, It was so heavy it punched a hole.
4: I'm going to check the inside of it, see if everything is still in there.
1: Yeah, um, with his help you can kind of dislodge it from where it's wedged in the roof, bring it down into his attic, and then open it to see. um, Since everything was packed (laughs) so well in there, and I assume you put it all back. Yeah, that uh, it, none of it seems to have suffered any damage. Oh, that's good. The chest itself is a little damaged from its flight.
4: Yeah, I'm sure the nice, friendly warning to thieves on it is probably just fine, too.
1: It's a little, that that warning is a little kind of blackened, so it's hard to read, but yeah. yeah.
4: It's there, though. All right, uh, D.S. will just be like... He looks right, yeah, again
1: at fine. the hole in his roof.
4: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, here he'll open it up uh, and I take out the um, probably probably the, the whistle and shape of the wolf
1: hmm.
4: and just be like, uh, this is a very, very valuable fine crafted trinket, and you could sell this on the market for far more than 100 gold.
1: Uh, <laughs> he he sort of looks at it and goes, "What else is there?" <sighs> I mean, he doesn't seem too enamored with the whistle.
4: DS uh, yes, goes back in and just goes, oh, "There's a, a spyglass."
1: What's that big jug thing? Is that like <laughs> is that like old?
3: Your defeat.
1: Yeah, it's super old
4: and has a lot of cool, like, inscriptions on it. Probably a lot of unknown history that
1: scholars would be <clears> very interested in. I think that would make a good gift for a friend of mine. I'll take that. <laughs> Can I interest you in this? Do you have things up the noose? <laughs> he looks a little surprised and scared of you all of a sudden.
2: Intimidate.
1: So-
4: sorry. It was a bad joke. Sorry. Uh, DS will hand him the the jug. Just be like, "Yeah, it's mm. that's okay." Bonk. Just make sure it gets it's it's again. It's, it's a very very nice jug, very valuable, practically priceless. Just be smart with it.
1: And uh, he says, "Do you need help moving that?"
4: Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Diaz like like pathetically tries to tug it yeah. out. <laughs> right
1: <now>. All right. <laughs> He he gets him and his son to help uh, you carry it back to your place, and they drop it on your on your stoop. All right, thank you, thank you. And they leave. I'm sorry again. Oh. You drag it in yeah. <laughs> to the tap room.
3: It's just like, what's that noise?
1: All right, it is at that point, Dia, that you realize, oh my gosh, um, it's very soon going to be dawn, and you have an appointment.
4: Ah, God. Ah, I barely slept. You haven't slept at all, hardly. All right.
1: Uh, are, is, are people awake right now?
3: Do I hear loud sighing?
1: Well, Strix, Strix is upstairs on the second floor. You, she, she's, she's out of sight, but there's probably a, a wa- there's a Palton hut, probably in the middle of the tap room floor. Okay. Oh,
3: no, everyone's sleeping in that hut. Oh, That's okay. what we
1: decided. We're all, right. all in there. <laughs> then they're all in the waffle It's hut.
2: a sleepover. Yeah. And Evelyn okay. is loving it.
4: <laughs> uh, Diaz will just be like, uh, I gotta go on my, my morning errands. I'll be back soon.
3: Do you need a pie? Uh,
4: I already got some, but thank you.
3: I know that was a lie.
1: Don't touch my chest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Six black dice go tumbling onto a table, (laughs) seated behind which is Mother Talastin Adaragon, the blind drow high cleric of the spires of the morning. The storm from the night before has blown past, and the morning light shines through a window down upon these black cubes, on which you can see are white inscriptions that Mother Telastin sort of rubs her, puts her fingers on to read them. For she cannot see what the dice say, but she can feel what the dice say. And Diath, as you gaze down upon the table and see the dice that have been cast, there are six of them. One has a spider, another one has a spider, one has a sun, and then there's another sun and then there's something that looks like a web and something that looks like an eye.
2: Did you know that <clears> those <throat> kind of dice actually exist? They're called Dots RPG and you can find them at Shapeways.com. They're really cool braille dice. You should check them out.
1: Um, <clears throat> as, the, as the dice are cast, the door to Mother Talastin's, uh office opens and a priest comes in. He's got a thick gold necklace made up of little interlocking suns over his garments. And he's holding a cushion in front of him with a mithril diadem, a crown of elven craftsmanship resting upon it. And uh, he sets it down on the table uh, within your view and Mother Talastin's And Mother Talastin says to you, Diath, this mithral diadem was worn by the elf princes of Ilitharn. It has sat in our treasury for ages. It is worth at least 50,000 gold. To which uh, the,
6: the priest says, your eminence, I must protest. This relic accounts for half the value of our treasury. We can't afford to give it up to this insanity.
1: Oh, uh, au contraire, she says. We have halted it long enough. The dice have been cast. Lightfall is in our great interest, and like our faith, it must be restored.
4: Do you we and take a moment to say, you know, I figured even you would understand that money is nothing compared to the actions of others.
1: You're saying that to,
4: to the butthole guy who's like, "Ah, don't get me." <laughs> uh,
1: he he looks at you, his face reddens, but he does not speak. Uh, but in a for a flicker, he sort of darts his eyes away at the dice, and then at the sun streaming through the window, and realizes you may indeed have a point. Uh, Mother Talstan. Not looking at the dice, um, not looking at anything, but the air in front of her says, Did I say you will have a safe journey? But only if you travel with a guardian. He will come to you and watch over you with his one good eye. To turn him away would be to court disaster. Ah.
4: Uh-huh. Well, where where can I meet this guardian?
6: He will come to you.
4: Okay. All right. Uh, Should I expect him soon or.
1: Uh, She looks at. Or not. Well, she doesn't look. She just sort of uh, points to the dice in front of her. And she at? says, you're looking at what she cast earlier. Spider, spider, sun, yeah, sun, yeah. web, eye. I know, eye. You have to
4: still just like, what am I looking at?
1: <laughs> and uh, as you look down at these, at, at these black dice and this eye staring back at you on one of them, uh, you, she says, not very long.
4: <sighs> All right. I can't. I, I, I can't thank you enough.
6: To see this relic restored, it is an honor to be able to
4: help. Uh, I, I know it served not only myself and everyone in the land and Lethander very well.
1: Of course. And when it is remade, please tell Evelyn...
6: that we wish to see her again.
1: Of course. Of course, she'll know. Uh, And uh, you can see that uh, she gets up out of her chair and turns toward the light streaming through the window and goes over to kind of uh, soak up the warmth, as it were. The priest just sort of stays there awkwardly, Takes one last look at this prize on the cushion, and then uh, lifts up the cushion to you so that you can take it and/or the diadem.
4: Yeah, and Dieth will like kind of gently take the cushion, um, and almost right away, like take like a small cloth or something from mm-hmm. his pack or pouch or something, and just kind of like, cover it to like further protect it before okay. he dashes it away.
1: All right, and as you grab it, you see the priest doesn't let go. <laughs> right away. <laughs> and then you you pull it away. Finally, he he releases it. Yeah. It's like giving up a fragment of his soul. Yeah. And uh, that seems to be the end of the conversation as far as Mother Talastin is concerned. All right.
4: Uh, Diaz will give his final
1: thanks and take his leave. Okay. From there, you make your way... home. Um... So, some information for you. You've already made arrangements with the the weaponsmith.
4: Yes. Uh, Did I have, like, an ETA on that, and they were just awaiting proper payment, or...? Uh,
1: Essentially, you'll make payment when you meet the weaponsmith, who used to reside in Waterdeep, but no longer does so. Apparently because of some disagreement he had with the guild... Hmm. All right. Uh, so this weaponsmith is a sun elf. His name is Isian Selancy. And he lives in a village called Rassalanter, which lies to the north of Waterdeep, about 40 miles away. I so sorry. almost almost a two days' travel, uh, first up the high road, and then when you get to the branch, to the long road, you take the long road north to It is on the way to Amphale, a town you know of to be where Evelyn's family hails. All right. And Rassalanter, you've done your research. It's a very, very small village, um, basically a roadside village. It's got one inn called the Sleeping Dragon, which is basically the only public accommodations in the village. And then there's an old ruined keep of which little remains. And Isian has moved into a, an old tower beyond the keep. You're not okay. sure why he chose such a remote location, but he is the finest weapons crafter Waterdeep has known in recent history. All right. I'm sure you can do it. All right. Great. Uh, and he's already been alerted. You know that much. He's, he's already said yes, he would do it once he receives payment.
4: Got it. Okay. The priest, yeah, re- The priests
1: of the temple use sending spells to basically reach out to him.
4: Okay, does he have everything else as well or not? You have all the components. Got it, got it, okay. All right, well. Cool, I guess I'll start (laughs) back back home.
1: All right, the rest of you wake up wondering where Diath went off to. He's got all these important matters to deal with these days.
3: So, too good for us, so fancy!
2: Evelyn's just in a tangled pile of all the kids, like drooling. (laughs)
3: Strix is just gonna go right back into the kitchen and clean up the glass. I think press digitation can clean that up. I don't know. She's gonna try.
2: Okay. Evelyn's looking around and she's like, "Strix, what should I do to help with getting?" Evelyn, I don't know.
3: I, I don't. I don't know anymore. I don't.
2: I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't think we can wait until Paulton plays a bunch of shows to like pay for the repairs. Do you remember that patron that helped us fix it last time? Do you think they want to do it again? Oh, uh, Agra? Uh, that, I think that's her name. Uh, I, that. Otherwise, I could maybe go to the Google and see if maybe they have some sort of assistance they could give us. I think our
3: best bet right now is to just open up the bakery again and try and sell some pies to the neighbors. We can Don't have a us. fire
2: sale, get it? <laughs> yeah, we can have a fire sale. That's what we can do. <laughs> I'll make signs right now. People yeah,
1: just, yeah. All right. DF, you, re- you return.
4: <clears throat> Shrix okay. has
3: a pie ready and she's like, you lied!
4: <laughs> you got me. DF <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess. Just be yeah. Just back from my errands. Uh, glad you guys are up. Thanks, Anything thanks
2: interesting happening about town this morning, DF?
4: Uh Mostly trying to figure out how we're gonna get all this paid for and fixed.
2: Should we write to Magnus?
4: Um, I, I mean, I could talk to him and ask him. Maybe he knows. He knows repair guys.
2: We probably should, I mean, him being our landlord and such, he probably should just Ooh. be apprised. Who repaired this place the
3: last five times?
1: <laughs> Alcoria made arrangements with local guilds. That's it,
3: Alcoria. That's her name. Alcoria. The Lock. local
1: guilds have to get involved, of course. It's a little bit political sometimes, but you can smooth that over with some bribes. Uh, <sighs> yeah, at, at this point, we're, just, we're getting really low on funds, guys.
2: Why I think he rebuilt it out of stone? Maybe,
3: you know, I might be able to animate some objects to help us rebuild things, if I think about it.
4: Would I happen to have, like, a cursory guess or estimate of how much repairs would cost for all of it?
1: Um, Given the damage, you would probably estimate the cost of repairs at about 2,500 gold there, give or take.
4: Yeah, guys, we're getting really low. I mean, we can get this paid for and repaired at the very least, but we're not going to have much left after that.
3: All right. Well, I said uh, I can animate some things. Paulton, you can animate some things. We can animate lots of things.
5: Chris, do I know if the um, if that if that
1: cloak survived? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> um, you're probably up there now looking around for it like <laughs> just realizing, oh my god, the cloak. Uh, you go upstairs and you start to dig around through the wreckage of your room and yes, you do find it and yes, it did survive.
5: Uh, okay, great.
1: Cool. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> when you come back downstairs, do you have the cloak with you, or are you just hiding it somewhere?
5: I have not come back downstairs yet.
1: I see. Okay. Uh,
3: um, is it, do I know if it's possible to animate some objects to build for
1: us? Um, most of the objects that you can animate lack some fine motor skills that you would want mm. to have to basically build a house. Um, that I'm doesn't scared. mean you can't use it to move things around. Like, hey, nobody has to carry that ladder. I can just animate it.
3: Right. All right. Hmm. <laughs> what about chickens? Could chickens help build something?
1: <laughs> well, you're the expert on that, Holly. I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> did, did, I'm going to say that they are a lot smarter than we think they are.
1: <laughs> okay. They, and just, the, they just lack focus and leadership.
3: Yeah. So their little, beak, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So little, little beaks can help carry things up. And, you know, they can float. They're spectral. I don't know. Okay. I, Strix is going to try all of these things in all sorts of hilarious conundrums and, you know, montage of that.
1: All right, so when she's not cleaning up after breakfast, she's just animating <laughs> random stuff to see what she can get away with.
3: Right, and okay. chickens. And there's chickens. another there's chickens and animated things. And, all right.
1: Yeah, you chickens, you can make eggs. You can make houses, right? Same thing. <laughs>
3: yeah, like <laughs> hey, It'll be fine. You, you can pick this up, right? And they're like... Brr, brr, brr.
1: Okay. <laughs> Uh, while this is going on and the kids are probably upstairs playing amid the wreckage.
4: Um, hey, Paulton, Paul, do you want a drink? Paulton's upstairs. He's gone. Okay. I'm going for a drink.
1: Okay. <laughs> you go for a drink, and when you you pour it, you turn around.
4: Well, it goes down to, like, the downstairs. The basement. Uh, the, the, like, where we hold all the winery. Yeah, okay. And In the cellar. Got it. Yeah. Whilst it's down there, he retrieves... Uh, yeah. Uh, a few hidden objects that he's safely stashed away.
2: All right. So many secrets. Diaz's secrets, Woodrow. back
4: up with a
2: line.
1: When you come back up, you can see that Jarlaxle is seated in Paulton's chair. Of course. Again.
2: <laughs> Evelyn is not present, is she?
1: Um, Diaz is the first one <laughs> to see him. <laughs> uh, but as soon as he starts talking, Evelyn, you recognize the voice. You're probably in the kitchen helping Strix uh, clean up the dishes and everything while she's busy talking to chickens. <laughs> but you hear his unmistakable voice greet Dieth in its warm, oozy way.
4: Immediately looking at relaxal, uh what does his face look
1: like? Uh, sort of a purplish hue, eye patch there it is and a hat a big wide brimmed hat with a feather a colorful feather
4: (laughs) just like of course of course Axel? he'll go to the table sit down set the wine
1: between them he'll take the wine and drink it put it down and shove it back over to you Yeah, it is good to see you my friend (laughs) To what do I owe the honor? Well, you know I am here. I must protect my investment. How
4: kind of you. This should be a relatively quick trip. I don't foresee any dangers. I don't...
1: Yes, of course. We are partners, if not friends, nest Yes. And Evelyn, you hear that voice.
2: <gasps> Jarlaxel's here! Oh my gosh, Jarlaxel, I haven't seen you since we had that great talk about Lathander the other night. How are you doing? How is your pursuit of the light?
4: Death gives Evelyn like the biggest slow turn. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, Jarlaxel will, will stand up, and he will take his hat off, and he will bow to you, Evelyn. And he says, please, please, come over. I want you to join us. And he, he'll pull out a chair for you.
2: You, she sits
1: down he'll push you in a little bit and uh, he says you received an invitation to the auction did you not to to df if we are to return in time we must travel with haste
4: we, we received it right i'm pretty sure we did we yes. did yeah yes. yeah yeah okay yes got the invitation and we're still making on arrangements and yeah I've, this is something i've been trying to get done for a long time now
1: and he'll plop back down into into Strahd von Cherovich, kind of rub his hands on the comfortable armrests.
2: <sighs> it's a nice chair, isn't it?
4: Oh, yes, very nice. I might be able to make arrangements <clears throat> for horses to help expedite travel.
1: And he, turn, he loses interest in the details and turns to Evelyn and starts to comment about how radiant she looks and how the sun itself does not warm his heart as she does.
2: You're just so kind. But of course, as you know, the only sunlight that comes from within is that of Lethander.
1: Halton, your 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 dark sense is tingling. <laughs> <laughs> so after Drelaxil says that,
4: Yes John gets a disgusted look before he catches on. So he's kinda like, Ugh.
5: <laughs> With so after he says that with like the the like the whole foundation of the house just like being really withered and the floors being unstable. Like as soon as he says that, Paulton just kind of crashes through a floor. (laughs) And it's like, ah! (laughs) Why am I in here? It's probably plot, oh.
2: Paulton, Jarlaxle is here. Isn't that nice? He came to visit. It is. Who? You- this is Jarlaxel.
5: Jarlaxle.
2: He has an affinity for the sun like I do. I think we were in a battle with him in a park the other day, if you
5: mm-hmm. remember.
2: The Jarlaxle. Yeah, you remember where we were, you know, <laughs> we were Did walking, you- we were talking about sunlight. Oh,
5: were you the light tech at the last show?
2: <laughs> is that you?
1: He
5: just sits there no. and smiles. No, that was shoot. I, God, I'm so sorry. I'm your
2: memory just is getting real bad these days. You should get I just, that checked out.
5: I just meet so many people nowadays. Being, you know, Paulton Seppa of Waterdeep, V, capital V, of Waterdeep.
2: That's true. He is so famous now. He must have so many oh, people to remember. I'm surprised he thing. even remembers me. I
5: hate, I hate the term famous, but I mean. <laughs> please i'm uh, gosh now i'm now i'm on the spot here anyway um
1: what do you want uh, he sort of leans back in strad von cherovich and says i am here strad von cherovich just like dumps him out he anticipates that instantly <laughs> and hops to his feet uh, and just sort of pushes the with the heel of his shoe pushes the chair back a little bit and stands there like he was expecting that and says i am here to make sure that the beautiful lady Evelyn is reunited with her weapon, Lightfall. What? <clears throat> nothing.
4: <clears throat> we gotta go.
3: Let, oh, well, Lightfall is nothing. Then mistaken. we gotta go. Lightfall God. got crushed. I feel like from the kitchen you just hear no, no, you move that the other way. No, <laughs> no. Then <laughs> you just hear chicken noises.
1: We are all taking a trip to. Where are we going? Uh, how is it pronounced? Rass-a-lan-ter. Rassalanter. Rassalanter, okay. Yeah, I had that right.
2: What would e- how would Evelyn react to Rassalanter knowing it's on the way to Amphale?
1: As you would expect her to. It's, it's on the way home. She knows where it is. She passed through it many times to get the water deep.
2: Is there anything fun to do there?
1: Absolutely. Well, the, the, the Sleeping Dragon Inn can be a fun place if there are people to hang out with, but it's kind of quiet and provincial. This village. There's not much like, ha- not much has happened there in a long time.
2: I guess she would know of that weaponsmith with her affinity for weapons, probably.
1: Um it's well, you don't the name hasn't come up yet, so you don't know.
2: Oh, so I don't know he lives there.
1: He hasn't before. Oh, right. Okay. So
2: no, Rassalanter, not a bad place. You know, we'd go there after some some adventures from time to time.
4: Oh, sorry. I was under the impression that this was just gonna be a Individual mission. It wasn't. It was very minor. Oh,
3: but this is
1: this is so important. A reunion of great magnitude. Why? Why exclude (sighs) your friends? Plus, a company. What good company? And he leans down to kiss Evelyn's hand.
4: Yeah, I definitely think we should go on our own. Like, wait. Okay,
5: so this guy showed up to tell to tell uh, that Evelyn has her weapon. A Df. Okay, so that, it, it, that's kind of the gist and we have to go somewhere and do something,
1: right? Well, you can stay if you want, he says to you specifically.
5: <laughs> I'm just trying to, because <laughs> the plot senses were tingling and this, this seems like a you thing you got under control. And I had, I had stuff I was doing upstairs, so I'm, I'm going to get back to that. I'm just going to go
3: back upstairs.
4: Yeah, it's, stay here with Evelyn and the kids. Strix, you'll need to be here to help run the pie shop as well.
3: Someone needs to, I'm in the kitchen. You gotta come tell
1: me. All right. Uh, Axel turns to you, Evelyn, and says, do you not wish to see your weapon reforged?
2: What? You're mistaken. Lightfall is not, it, it's in pieces, and Dieth has all the pieces. It's just, you know, it's not something that's fixable. If it were, he would have fixed it by now.
1: He turns to Dieth.
4: You heard her. Look, this won't be take that long. We can get in, come back. No problem. Let me have this. I,
2: I mean, if you don't want me to come, Dieth, I won't. I I understand sometimes you have things you need to do alone. I, I get it. Can I
4: come? It's not that I don't want you to come, Evelyn. I just think you shouldn't come with us. I... D.S. side-eyes, Jarlaxel.
2: C see. Okay, well... I'll stay here, then?
4: It's decided!
2: <laughs> All right, have fun!
3: Is no, is no one selling one.
1: Jarlaxel, no, nobody's <laughs> selling Strix yet. What the <laughs> uh, but Jarlaxel says, Oh, my dear, I so wished to make this long journey with you. Two days. Oh, uh, Yeah.
4: Well, that's a damn shame. That's just,
1: that's two days happen- there, two days back, an opportunity to get out of the city, to see the beautiful landscape.
2: Well, if you if you like spending time together, I mean, I'd love to talk more about Lathander sometime. We could just get together when you get back. I,
1: I cannot think of anything more that I would like to do than talk about Lathander.
2: Oh my gosh, I love talking about Letander. This is going to be so fun.
4: I can think of far more important things.
2: There is uh, nothing uh, more important than Letander.
4: Sorry, let me rephrase that. Evelyn, there's something I have for you. Death will go over to his chest and open it up mm-hmm. and take out the book of nursery rhymes and give it to Evelyn.
2: Well, that's sweet. Say,
4: this is this is for you. I figured. The what difference is she? Line.
1: Five?
2: Be nice. <laughs> so so
4: don't be an asshole.
2: <laughs> well, that's what I meant. <laughs> Evelyn,
4: you hear Paulton froze like, oh, stairs. Column Jar Asshole! <laughs> <laughs> Here, Evelyn, I figured, you know, this, this might be good for you to help maybe read to the kids at night, or maybe even teach them to read at all. I don't know if they have that, but, you know, <gasps>
1: I, I know how hard it is for kids to learn.
2: Do I notice anything in particular about the book? Is it a pretty just like standard yeah, book Yeah, it's a pretty
1: standard book of nursery rhymes.
2: That's real thoughtful, but it looks, I'd it love looks, to read that. It looks very
1: old. You don't recognize most of the nursery rhymes.
2: Oh, well, that'll be fun. I always love learning new stories.
1: Jarlaxle says, yes, well, if we are going to get on our way, DF, you and I, alone on this long trip. Did you call him that
5: yet? (laughs) (laughs) Let me know if you do.
1: We should not waste any
4: more time. Right, and we have plenty of our own things to discuss along the way.
1: Yes, but don't worry, my dear. I will ensure that the axe returns to you safe and sound. Jarlaxle!
2: Why is everyone yelling? <clears throat> they're going on a trip. What? Laxel and Diaz. No, I'm going.
3: And she like runs in there. <laughs> she's like already ready. She has like both of her stabs. Like she's like got her hat. She's like ready to go. Uh,
4: I we can't the want I guess, but I'll go. We also need the we also need the pie shop running if we want. It's all, all right. The chicken foot
3: covenant is there here. they're here. They're here. They can make pies albie has got it to handle she points to albie
4: can they make pies i don't know i've been hearing of reports. Course they glass in them
3: that was my fault and then i ate it <laughs> wait you ate glass i'm okay
4: Death looks back at Gerald axel and back at strix actually strix yeah why don't you come
3: i have magic i can
4: help yeah i think it could be a good idea
5: Okay, I'm just gonna assume someone did it, and it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> what? What, Walton? What? The I, the nickname. What was it? it? It was jar. It was jar asshole.
3: Oh, okay. All right, jar asshole, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> she said it.
1: <laughs> uh, you can see that uh, Jarlaxel just um, gives you a wan smile, just the slightest smirk, um, like yeah, I get the joke. And <laughs> then uh, he turns to Evelyn and says, we do not have time to waste. We want to be back in time for the auction. It is very important, of course, that we all show up. After oh, all, we are all trying to get the stone together.
2: Right. right. And then after that, you and I can go on our Lathander retreat.
1: Of course, of course. That is the way it should be. And your friend, Paulton." charmer that he is. Yeah? He won't be offended.
2: Well, He doesn't like talking about Lethander. I don't think he'd want to come.
1: Of course not.
6: He is but the shadow to your sunlight.
5: Oh. I know I can't hear that, but I heard that above game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Always together, but only if there's something between you.
2: Oh. All right,
5: that's actually a really good illustration.
2: Wow, I never thought about it like that before.
1: And then he'll um, tip his hat to you and turn to Dieth and say, we best not wait any longer. Yeah, let's go.
4: After you. Oh, that was the
5: title. <laughs> Guys, That was, real was good. the episode title. That was real
2: good, Chris. Oof. And, Anyways, uh, Strix is
3: coming, Wee. <laughs>
1: As Jarlaxo makes his way out, um, sort of walking right between dieth and Strix, he says, it is possible not all of us will survive.
3: That's okay, I have death ward.
4: Uh, all of us are surviving. This is a quick trip just to wrestle Lantern, this is easy.
1: If you say so.
3: Are you sure everyone shouldn't come? dieth I don't wanna die.
1: He'll, go, he'll walk out the door. He's gone. You don't know where he's gone. Apparently out in the sun, which is not usually a drow thing to do. I hate this guy. Me
5: too. Fulton, like, is gonna come down the stairs now. He goes, oh my goodness, guys, you won't believe it. I found uh, the cloak of that vigilante.
2: <laughs> that looks like your cloak you were wearing.
5: Along with this note that he wrote. Oh my he God. must have left it.
2: What's Should it I read the
5: note? Oh man, uh, I'm glad you asked. Okay, this is definitely not written on a receipt. That'd be weird. It says What's a what? he's like, "Why am I yelling?" Um, it says to my best friend, Paulton. Weird. We barely knew each other, but you seemed like a super cool guy, a stand-up gentleman, one who deserves maybe a little less critique than you receive, huh? which is why I, I will confide this information in you. You seem trustworthy, resilient. I even see a bit of myself in you, but not in, like a, not in like a sexy way, unless you'd be into that, which we could totally do because we are definitely different people. Regardless, I've caused too much damage in your already broken life. Wow, dude, okay. I wish I could have been a better friend, a more open, honest, and handsome enough friend for you. I'm hanging up my, my cloak, as my career as a mass vigilante is over after many, many years, which is how long I've been doing this. Just not in water deep. I leave my cloak to you. Do what you wish. Perhaps it's worth something and can repair the damages I did when I blew up that part of your house. Wow, so it was him. Crazy.
4: Wow. I know that
5: this robe would appear to be the cloak of Manchun in both look, feel, battle wear, stitching, powers, abilities, perhaps even smell like him a bit. It totally isn't. Yours truly, the Bard Knight. Huh. <laughs> well, how about that? I guess we could sell this cloak.
3: <laughs> Strix just looks at Dia and is like, you know what? No, I, I, need, a, I need some days away from everyone. I, I, should, I think we should go.
5: Well, well, look at that. This is probably worth something, huh? Wild. Yeah. Well, Back.
2: we can take care of that. We can do some fundraising while you guys are on your trip. right? Right, Paulton?
5: Yeah, abs- absolutely. That is the plan. Very nice of him.
4: All right. That, that works for me. Strix, I still don't trust this man at all. We need to be extra careful around him.
3: What, what does extra careful mean? Like death ward every day?
1: Yes. How long okay. does that last?
3: Uh, until it last? Until you die?
1: Well, it has a duration, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, it does. She doesn't. <laughs> I'll look it up later.
1: All right. She all just right. says
3: until you die. Let's, but let's I'll just, do it every day.
4: Yeah, let's just be careful about it and stay close, because I don't trust him at all. Eight, all right. eight hours.
3: All right. Oh yeah, it's a day. Which,
1: yeah.
3: okay. Okay. Every day at dawn. Death wards for both of us. All
1: right. Um, so just so you know, Strix, um, since you arcana this robe, you do think that obviously, or this this cloak, if you were to sell Manchun's cloak, you would get a pretty. Uh, quite a large amount of money for it. You don't, okay. know, you don't know exactly how much, but more money than you've ever seen in your life.
3: All right, so Strix will, will yell back at Paulton and be like, Paulton, it's super magic and you can sell it for a lot of money, so don't take less than it's worth. Wow. Isn't it evil, though? Yeah, but I mean, it's it can be dismantled or something. Or like, sold
5: to someone not evil. It belongs in a museum.
3: <gasps> oh! Sure. You might be able to sell it as Manshoon's cloak if you make, like, a little display and maybe a little fake art robot arm or something. And, oh, and yeah, we
5: could put it on that mannequin.
3: Yeah. That would be a great idea,
5: right? Mannequin's, uh-huh.
1: Mannequin's gone. Never mind. If it were still alive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, yes, it's worth a lot of money. Try and sell it while we're gone, maybe dying. Cool. Anyway, bye. Jarlaxel said we might die. We love you all. Bye. Love you,
2: too. Bye, you don't die. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, Strix and Diath, when you step outside, Jarlaxle is on the street astride a ostrich-like bird with uh, feathers so resplendent as to reflect all the colors of the rainbow. And it's got got a big bobby plume.
3: Oh, I love it. Uh,
1: Yeah, I see what you're doing here. No.
3: I can a friend. Oh boy, it's so cute. Just like problems. Hello, little guy.
4: Come on, Strix. We're renting horses.
3: All right. This Strix, Strix reluctantly goes, <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Strix
3: will just get on her broom. She's like, I don't need a horse. I don't, don't pay for horses. Morning glory. No, that'll disappear if it gets far enough. We have, what's, what's his name? Harold. What the hell is our horse name? I'll,
4: the donkey. The donkey? I'm renting a horse. <laughs>
1: <coughs> uh, Evelyn and Paulton are you seeing your friends off or are you just staying inside
2: Um, I think I, I'm waving at the door that's how I know that they were saying rent horses
1: mm-hmm. Got but
2: it. I don't think morning glory does dissipate when she's away from me does she mm. I'm not sure I don't think she does and sh- this is still she's been around since the beach episode just chilling out shaking sand out of her fur so she's around well, we can take her then and Evelyn whispers in her oh. ear, Help that. Help, Jarlaxle find the good word of Lathander. He's interested.
1: I need to check the spell now, if you're gonna send it off. Um, the steed serves you as a mount, both in combat. You have a bond with it. While well, mounted on the steed, you can do this and that, and this and that. Uh, you can dismiss it any time as an action. While your seat is within one mile of you, you can communicate with it telepathically. Uh, But it doesn't say that you have to be with it all the time.
2: Right, because I give her the telepathic command now, and then she can just carry it out.
1: Yep. All right, so you guys going, the two of you going to ride on Morning Glory? Yeah. All right. Sure. Uh,
2: We're not made of money these days, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Can't just go around renting horses whenever.
6: Yeah.
1: Jarlaxle will wave at you, Evelyn.
5: Uh, Like, Paulton, like, nudges in front, like, bye, bye, (laughs) bye, have fun leaving,
1: bye. All right. And then uh, Strix, Diath, and Jarlaxle saunter off.
2: Evelyn takes note of the fact that Jarlaxle just said that thing about shadow and sunlight and how there's always something in between and notes that Paulton has put himself in between herself and Jarlaxle. Just kind of looks very thoughtful.
1: What do you do after they've left?
5: Badmouth him as much as I can.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Paulton, are we cool? Hell yeah. Charles <laughs> Axel said that Axel said that like this whole thing about like shadow and sunlight like there's just always something in between us but like I didn't feel like there was anything between us like I thought we were cool other than the whole like you know awkward like emotion talk we had like a long time ago but that's like right.
5: that was so many seasons ago you know right. Of- <laughs> I mean like I don't like- know. I, 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 I don't I don't I don't I don't trust I don't trust him to begin with, you know. He's, well, he's just
2: he's seeking, you know? He's tr- he's looking for the light.
5: Oh, he's looking for something.
2: <laughs> what do you mean?
5: Uh, well, wow. Didn't think we'd be having a talk. Okay. Uh so when a dirty, filthy, stinking, lying son of a bitch um wants to uh Get with a
2: which which uh, dirty who are we talking about?
5: Just you know, illustratively, just okay. No one specific wants to um, a, a to court. Uh uh-huh. um, A an individual they find desirable. Uh, they do this thing called lying, where they take the truth and then say something else, in if they think it would best serve them to get what they want from said person thing.
2: You think Jarl Axel's trying to court me? Th- think? <laughs> <laughs> Look, have you seen how many people in Waterdeep are, you know, like, kind to me or like, you know, reverent or whatever, but nobody actually... Have you noticed that everybody will surface be nice to me but not actually follow through on anything or actually want to spend any time with me? The only reason that Jarl Axel wants to spend time with me is because he's interested in Lethander. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm Evelyn of the Spires. You know, of course everyone's going to act.
5: And have you ever even remotely attempted to incite anything he said?
2: Well, yeah. If, whenever he wants to talk about Lathander, I talk about Lathander.
5: Right. But have you thought about if he means it, or are you just excited about the fact that someone's asking you about Lathander?
2: Well, why would... no? No one would be that disingenuous about the light.
1: Right. Of course not. Strix, Diath, on morning glory, you head north out of the city, uh, down into the field ward, then out the gates onto the open road and begin your journey northward. It is a beautiful summer day.
3: Aw, I keep pointing at things, like, on the side of the road, like, look at that flower! It's so pretty!
1: Yep. And Axel's just gallivanting on his rainbow ostrich creature. And you're beside him on your beautiful, perfect horse. It's so sunny. Yeah, it's really nice out. He's got the wide brim of the hat to help uh, keep the sun out of his eyes. You can see even that, uh, he's not entirely comfortable with the brightness of the day, uh, but he tries not to show it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
3: you know, Strix is just like Joel Axel! Axel.
1: You had a bunch of weird looks as you were leaving the city from people who don't usually see a, a dark elf astride a rainbow ostrich. But um, now that you're out by yourselves, he's very sort of quiet and uh, just kind of forging ahead. He knows what lies ahead, what lies ahead of him, and what's to be expected, and. Uh, doesn't go out of his way to make conversation. There's something about him, though, that's worthy of an insight check.
3: Done. <laughs> got it. Strix isn't doing it. She's going, Jarlaxel, Jarlaxel, Jarlaxel.
5: Somewhere oh. off in the distance you hear, you hear <laughs> Paulton's voice whispering, take the hat off. <laughs> take his hat off. It'd be funny. Strix uh, is
3: like, I'm hearing voices again.
1: <laughs> got a 16? Okay. He seems deep in thought, uh, but also a little bit, troubled is not the right word, perhaps a little bit slighted. Oh, no. Um, and nice. there's an undercurrent to this, Diath, that makes you uncomfortable. Mm. Like, you, you're pretty sure that what happened back there is going to have repercussions.
4: Like, back, back before we left? Yeah.
1: And the look on his, the almost inscrutableness of his look, uh, but somewhere under there, you can see that he's he's thinking about that. Cool. So, uh, by the before the end of the day comes, you reach the branch in yeah. the road, where a signpost says High Road, or actually it says uh, Leyland Neverwinter in one direction, and then. Uh, Amphail, Red Larch, in the other.
3: Oh, Red Larch, we've been there.
1: And so you veer that way uh, toward Red Larch uh, to get to Rassalanter. Rassalanter will be the first village you come upon on the long road. Great. i will
4: still stay as vigilant as possible on yep. our journey. Having, yes.
1: having actually been to Red Larch before, you probably <laughs> stayed at the Sleeping Dragon Inn in Rasselanter, so that's not probably a surprise yeah. to you.
3: Strix is going to uh, tell Jarlaxle the whole story about the Hells opening up and all the <laughs> universe ending. She's going to like die, like just be like blah blah, and that happened until Dia stops her. Yep.
1: Okay. <laughs> Jarlaxle. Jarlaxle's not really engaging much with Strix He doesn't want to open that Pandora's box <laughs> uh, But you do arrive at Rassalenter safe and sound On the second day After spending the night out Basically just in a field Under the beautiful stars um, And uh, Jarlaxel has still been uncharacteristically very quiet Most of the time uh, but polite, always polite, right. engaging.
4: All right, after dismounting, um, I'll tell Axel, this shouldn't take too long. We'll drop off the things. It'll probably be ready by the time uh, we're leaving tomorrow.
1: Uh, and- death
3: Death Ward, morning death, death ward. ward.
1: He just nods, <laughs> takes his hat off, and fans himself with it. Yeah.
4: And Death will motion Strix to come with him. Okay. So then we'll go to the renowned blacksmith that uh, we had made arrangements with.
1: Yes, past the ruins of the old keep, which has largely been plundered of its stone, uh, uh, into uh, a basically grove of trees, up through there, uh, onto a foothill, on the side of which this old tower stands. And you can see it's weathered the passage of time fairly well. And it's got a big chimney sort of rising up alongside it. And uh, uh, when you knock on the door, a bronze-skinned sun elf, kind of androgynous, really, mm-hmm. greets you and ushers you inside. And uh, do you show him what you brought?
4: Yeah, I'll mention my name right okay. away so that they know about it. And then I'll show the Mithril diadem.
1: Okay. Uh, Isian's eyes are almost like pools of gold as he looks at the diadem, something he hadn't expected to see ever again. Uh, And uh, he picks it up, he holds it, he admires its beautiful craftsmanship, and then he sets it on a shelf. I trust this will suffice?
3: Strix is in there and she kind of thinks for a moment. She's like, I feel like I want to... Make sure no one comes after us while we're in here. I'm gonna stay outside
4: and watch. Uh, sure. Uh, before you go, Strix, do you still have the things? The things. Yeah. Which things? From
3: I have lots of things.
4: You got? Did you get them back from the seating? team?
3: Oh yes. Oh those things. Yes, yes, yes. And she like rifles in her robes, and she's like, and she's like, yes, here you go. And she gives him the two rings. She got back.
1: All right. The two rings you. of protection that uh, each of you had worn at one point. All right
4: uh,
3: you're not going to th- forget about that. All
1: right. This won't take long. Do
4: All right. I, long? I, Go ahead.
3: Actually, I think what she's going to do is just kind of wait by the door and summon her chickens. Okay. Just around the area, just like as an alarm system. Okay. And she just kind of looks at Jarlaxle and she's like, don't worry, they know that you're nice.
1: Charlaxle is nowhere near here. He stayed in Enter at the Sleeping oh, okay. Dragon.
3: Okay. All
4: right. Diaz will reach into his pack and pull out a very old, dirty, brown bag with like sounds like clanging metal inside, set it onto the table, and open it up to reveal every broken shard of Lightfall. And then also take the two rings and place them with it. And just be like... These the materials.
1: Hissian will pick up the two rings and just look at them side by side. Kind of put them together a little bit close. And he says, these rings contain what? Pieces of her soul. Her soul. Infinite light. Hmm. That which was given to her by her father and her mother. Right. They will become part of this weapon. Yes. Her mother... To guide her hand, puts that ring down, and her father to guide her heart. Yes, that's what I want. He ushers you upstairs into the tower, at the top of which you can see there is a brazier, and he tells you he's going to use these to melt these items down together. The brazier is magical, so it will bind the rings to the shards, and then from that, he will make the item. You are free to watch but you may not talk.
4: <clears throat> Dieth will just take out a piece of paper with a uh, sort of a sketch that he made of Lightfall, just to be like, this is what it looked like, along with like his best recollection of the uh, scriptures on it. He says, thank you, that won't be necessary. All right, and then Dith will just put it away and just will wash silently.
1: It will return to its original form with the power of the rings embedded in it. Strix, you feel magic begin <gasps> to emanate from the tower.
3: Oh. I, well, I still go, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Are my chickens disturbed or are they cool? They're uh,
1: momentarily disturbed, <gasps> but they get over it. And I okay. would like you to make a perception check.
3: All right. My, my chickens
1: are just hanging. That's a three. Okay. It's so distracting, this pulse of magic uh, radiating out from the tower, that you don't pay much attention to anything else.
3: Yep, that's true. But that's what it, happened. It just, how, it just practically, happen.
1: practically thrums with ancient magic.
3: Yeah, and I'm just like, whoa, wow, what's going on? Just, <laughs> you hear this really, like, totally mood-breaking, like, whoa, neat, from below.
1: You hear an elven voice inside the tower, sort of hollow and resonant, much louder than it, than it should be as it begins to encant and chant. <laughs>
3: I, like, call the chickens over.
1: I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. You're just sort of hovering outside with your chickens waiting for this to happen. And this continues for an hour. Wow. And then it stops, and the magic of the tower subsides. And the next thing you see is Diath coming out with something wrapped in green cloth.
3: (gasps) Is it done? What's that?
1: And, it's D.F., gone. you bore witness to the creation of the item, or rather the recreation of the item. Uh, Did the
3: elf have a baby?
1: No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> is that what you think, baby-making? No, don't no, no, no <laughs> about
6: <it>. Sure!
1: <laughs> While this is all going on, a couple days have passed back in Waterdeep. What have Evelyn and Paulton been up to? I thought so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to sell that cloak, didn't you? Yeah,
5: that'll help with the, the thing that I didn't do.
2: Chris, do I think it would be appropriate to take it to the spires to see if the spires wants to add it to their collection of, like, safely squirreled away relics?
1: You're pretty sure if you were to bring this to the spires, they might reject it out of hand because of its evil nature.
2: Do I feel compelled at all to, like, destroy it instead of sell it? Or do I buy this Mm. idea that maybe we could sell it to someone who would just want to collect
1: it? While it's evil, it has no malevolent intent. Uh, But if it ends up in the hands of an evil person, it will make them much, much more powerful. So, weigh weigh that as you will.
2: I know if you really eccentric art collectors in Waterdeep. And I'm sure there's someone who would just love to add this to their collection, have it stand, like, in a hallway or something, you know?
5: Mm, right. That that sounds very safe, which is why we should totally do it. And I don't think this should ever come back to bite us in the ass.
2: Well, why would it?
1: I have no idea. Chris? <laughs> <laughs> So, Evelyn, uh, are you going about this search uh, for a buyer alone, or are you going to drag Paulton alone?
2: No, I'm going to drag Paulton with me for sure. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, You search high and low some people that you know in the city who might be interested, or may know somebody who's interested. uh, As you flash the item around, you get all kinds of reactions. Revulsion, uh, great interest. um, But it's really, they tell you it's really going to take a wizard to um, want this thing. It doesn't do much good to anybody.
2: Uh, I also am treating, I'm treating it like I'm a, um, like an art dealer, like this mm-hmm. is my client who owns this piece of art. Got it.
1: Make a charisma persuasion check to see if you can really get anywhere.
2: 25.
1: Okay, very good. You are told by three different people that while they could help you find somebody who may be interested in buying it, Um, it's going to take a while because the value of it is so high that very few people can actually afford it. Mm, Sounds about right.
2: So a wizard who has the backing of like a mega corporation or something like that. Possibly. Like Mm. maybe like an organization that's so pervasive that like the funding is like almost unlimited.
5: Right, right. Is I there? feel like you're, you're getting at something. Are you getting at something?
2: You know, I met, no, I didn't, I never met, but Strix told me about this wizard that works for Acquisitions Incorporated. I think his last name was Dark Magic. Maybe well, he would want it.
5: This is dark and it is magic. Right. He sounds like the perfect candidate.
2: And I'm sure Omen wouldn't hire anyone who would be evil enough to do something bad with it.
5: Oh, it's, oh, that, oh yeah, that's Omen's thing.
2: Right. What else you
5: got? What else you got?
2: What do you mean? It's a great idea.
1: It's, mm. it's the best idea you could possibly come up with, in your opinion, <laughs> Evelyn.
2: It's a fantastic idea. Come on, let's go.
1: You knock on the door to Acquisitions Inc., <laughs> cut two. <laughs> Strix and Dia. <laughs> that was totally you. <laughs> you uh, you uh, emerge from the tower, you leave Isian... To his solitude, what do you do next?
3: I leave oh. him a pie.
1: Um, okay, Deeth. I would like you to make a perception check.
4: Okay, I'm good at these.
1: That's yeah. good. You yeah, better be. twenty-seven. Okay. Um, as you emerge from the tower with the axe, you catch sight of something moving in the trees down away from the tower, within sight of the tower, but, you know, several hundred feet away. Um, and you thought you caught the glimpse of a dark elf. Not the
3: chickens are still here.
1: And probably not Jarlaxle. Oh, that's weird.
4: Um, I'm going to quietly alert Strix to this. I don't know oh. if it necessarily means anything. It just be nothing.
3: Um... We can leave right now. Yeah. As in, we can just leave.
4: We sure can, can't we?
3: We sure can.
4: <sighs> Damn it! Now we got to get Drill Axel.
3: I knew you were going to say that.
4: I know. I'm not happy about it either. But trust me, the last thing we want to do is do anything that would antagonize him.
3: We're death warded. Not for now. We're death warded. Here, why don't we, I'm just going to, as soon as you alert me to something, the chickens are already there, which is good. Um, and I think what I'm going to do is um, give us some more, some more protection and cast, um, I'm going to go ahead and cast a uh, mage armor on myself. And then also uh, protection from evil.
1: Okay.
4: All right. How quickly can we get back to Rastalanta, where Drolax is?
1: You can, uh, since you've got Morning Glory, it'd probably take you, like, five minutes to get back there.
4: Okay. All right. Strix, hop on. All right. right. It'll work. Like, I works.
3: mean, we can fly too. Okay. Wow, well, this is more fun.
1: <clears throat> okay. Uh, so you All bolt right. back to the I village. Trust the feet of morning Glory. And the chickens
3: you- are following, by the way.
1: <laughs> Very slowly. You leave them in the dust, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you you come skidding back to the sleeping dragon, and uh, step inside uh, to find Jarlaxle uh, just sitting at the bar.
3: All right, Strix runs in. She's like, Jarlaxle, we need to leave now. There are the evil things out there. You can come with us.
1: He grabs his hat and follows you out.
3: All right. Well, (laughs) we don't need to leave. We're just going to leave right now. (laughs) Oh. We're just going to leave right from here and go to the panic
4: room. Word of recall. Yep.
1: (laughs) Save (laughs) ourselves two days' time. Very good. Um, Evelyn, if Omen were to offer you...
2: (laughs) Is Omen there or am I dealing with one of his, like, flunkies?
1: um, Well, if you show up, he's there.
2: (laughs) Well, because I know that he's, you know... A busy guy? I happen to know he's off in Ravnica.
1: Oh, well. Well, the timing... This is interesting. I have to think about the timing of this. Yeah. Because we're not exactly in parallel time-wise.
2: But, I mean, I assume he has someone hired who, like... Yes, so,
1: so let's, the, let's assume for the yeah. time being that he has a designated appointee. Yeah,
2: who's and, like... And... Yes. When <laughs> magical items present themselves, they're, like, the evaluator of the usefulness. Exactly.
1: Of right. Um, in fact, let's say it's... Oh, flabbergast. <laughs> 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 okay. What do you think, Mr. Snibley? Uh, as he looks at this black garment, I think it will fit him rather nicely. And uh, yeah. he looks at it, it's quite magical. Would you accept, mm, say, 20,000
6: for it?
2: Evelyn's mouth does that little twitchy thing where she's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I don't... Yeah, I, I, Salton, what know, do you what? think?
5: It's like, mm,
2: interesting. I mean, it, there is an affinity between, you know, my. Well, well I was going to say there's an affinity between me and Omen, but let's be real. He never wrote back to me, so maybe he hates me. So never mind. We shouldn't invoke the whole friendship thing.
6: Well, uh, we're having. He's he's rather busy right now.
2: Well, of course, He's running a very large company.
6: If you say so. Like,
5: well, I'm 20,000 is, it, it's good, don't get me wrong. There, we did have another offer that was.
1: Make a deception a- check as, <laughs> as the cat with the monocle kind of leans in and looks at you very closely.
5: Uh, That would be, let's see. What was it, deception? Yeah. Uh,
1: 32. Okay. Another interested buyer, he turns to Mr. Snibley. What do you think of that? And uh, the cat, and he says, well, the most I'm authorized to offer
6: for any particular item is 25. And this is a Mm. legendary item, so it is worth that.
2: Can we we roll like a intelligence check to have any kind of like idea of how much this would be worth?
1: Mm, You really don't have a clue. It's way beyond the pale...
2: Um, Okay. Evelyn's like, well, the only thing... The most
1: expensive garment you've ever seen up to this point, Evelyn, was probably like, oh, 150 gold pieces.
2: Okay.
3: And Strix (laughs) just said a lot, and she doesn't know what money is, so...
2: (laughs) Evelyn's like, just one more thing to consider. You know, before, I mean, it is Paulton's cloak, so ultimately you guys have to come to the agreement, but just one thing to consider there is kind of a celebrity element, like an influencer Mm. element that's going on, that Manchun... Did wear this cloak, so there is a certain prestige. Uh, so it's not just the item; it's kind of like the idea, you know. Just a thought.
5: It's like well, and the other thing is the the other offer was it was technically for twenty five, so it's like kind of right on there. But and I don't I don't know their entire like their hookup system or like their product placement, but they also did offer. Uh, Uh, they're they're kind of a distributor of like wine and various things so it was 25 plus you know a very very heavy discount
2: i also Uh, just wonder if jim dark magic would be like offended if you underpaid for this item because you know he wouldn't want to wear it thinking like with people thinking you got it on the cheap so i just want to make sure that you're like giving us a fair market price for your own sake as well
5: Or if this was even an item that Jim Darkmagic would be absolutely furious was passed up, even. If he found out that this item was, you know, being sold in Waterdeep and it fell into someone's hands that weren't his.
2: Because I'll I'll certainly, you know, like, talk to him about it when I see him.
1: Uh, Flabbergast will uh, look at the garment again, turn to Mr. Snibley and say...
6: Well, as you say, you have received a
1: competitive offer,
6: and, well, you know, it would be bad for our reputation uh, to not be competitive. So, um, I suppose we could dig into the reserves and gather up 30,000...
2: Oh, I I thought you were going to say 50, because I just wouldn't want people thinking that, like, Hacking doesn't have any money.
6: 50,000?
2: Yeah. I mean He goes pale.
6: My dear, if I were to buy this for 50,000, I would most surely lose my job.
2: Well, I wouldn't want that. Of course,
6: we don't want that at all. No. Let
1: me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let's let's consult first. Can you give us a quick moment, please? You go off into a corner. You see that he becomes increasingly nervous the longer you stay away (laughs) from him. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, we go into the quorum, just like... He's
5: having a chat with his cat. Just like, all right, I'm totally cool with 30K, but I'm just going to, like, pretend I'm talking to you and just, like, like okay, like, I'm going to...
2: we could
6: ask him to throw in, like, a bottle of wine or something. Do you want a bottle of wine? Uh, you know, I have a private inheritance, and there's some money tucked away in there. I'm sure we can put some of that into this, and I'll consider <laughs> it a gift, a birthday gift for Jim. Um, 50,000, you say? Uh done like, don't oh my god like, don't, don't look just yet don't look just yet no,
3: really <laughs> sure. I'm
6: trying not to look he's like, <laughs> that's a lot of money I'll take it yeah, be so proud I'll take it for 50,000 50k okay. 50 big ones
5: Sorry. so here's what we're gonna do I'm gonna count to three and we're look, like look over to him judgingly like we just said something and then don't really say anything just turn back and pretend we're, we're like still talking
2: I don't know if I can do that
5: <laughs> okay well, then you just <laughs> and I'm like talking I just turned. to him I'm just like
1: <gasps> he's, he, I feel so bad <laughs> I can't do this He's kind of pacing a little bit and biting his thumb and talking to himself and talking to Mr. Snibbly.
2: <laughs> Maybe we should just give him the cloak
1: We'll go for 50k gold that's Okay dollar?
5: Okay. Yeah, okay, let's do 50, it 50,000 gold you say? Uh, uh,
6: yes, yes hmm. I believe that's fair Truly.
2: I wouldn't want Jim to go without a birthday present.
5: That's very true. After all, we, we all love Jim, don't we?
2: I'm sure we will.
5: Mm-hmm. I know nothing of this Jim, but I only hear good things, and we just...
3: You haven't heard one.
5: <laughs> heard many, many things about this Jim.
2: I've never met him, but I'm sure he's nice. Mm-hmm. Probably real good at magic, too.
5: Mm. I, I, you know what? I think we can part with it for 55k.
1: Tia's <laughs> gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm dying. When he right. does that,
2: Elon squeaks. <clears throat> <laughs> uh,
1: you see, Flabbergast, he he's, tries to say something, and the words just don't come out of his mouth. And then uh,
6: it says, Paulton, I, I, will, okay. I, will have to, I will have to think it over.
2: Paulton, I'll cover the extra five. Yeah, you know
6: you know
5: what? You know what, that's fair. We'll do a little pitch in for Mr.
2: Yeah, because I, w- I want this to be from us to Jim as well.
5: That's true. He does deserve that.
2: Yeah. It's not fine. from
5: us. Fine, Fif- 50K from you. If you want to call that a deal,
6: we'd be more than happy. I will have someone come by your place to sign the paperwork. Fantastic. Can we, can we shake on it? Yes, he will shake your hand.
1: All right, great. You, and he you takes, been- he'll take your address, um, and you can expect someone uh, to come by. There's all kinds of paperwork and uh, a contract that is an ex- exchange contract that's signed, all that kind of business. Drawn insists upon it. Lord, mm, Lord Drawn. Well, thank you. You right. have been and some And so somewhere in the multiverse, Omen is having a bit of a heart attack right now. <laughs> he doesn't know why.
3: <laughs> Please tell me that Jim's actually going to get this robe.
1: I sure hope so. <laughs> All right. Uh, you. So right now, until the deal is signed, you keep the robe, uh, mm-hmm. and you take it with you. You leave Acquisitions, Inc., and you, having basically agreed to a handshake deal, believe that this is resolved, head back home to find Strix. DF. Like, as we're... As we're, like,
5: really quick, as we're leaving now, it's just like, thank, thank you very much. It was, it was good negotiating with you. And as soon as they close the door, I'm just like, oh, my
2: God. <laughs> 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 we're going to fix our house so good. And okay, we're going to make it better. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we could add, like, more turrets? Totally. <laughs> oh, my gosh, can I have a trampoline?
1: So what, what state are the two of you in when you walk in the front door and Strix and DFCU? you?
2: I think we look really smug. Like, we're like... <laughs> How I'm
1: totally holding the circuit. cloak leg over to like,
5: say, <laughs> oh, yay.
2: <laughs> what did you oh, accomplish? You had a nice time, didn't you? Oh, we just, you know, we were just trying to fundraise for our family, and by, I think we did an okay job.
1: By this time, Jarlaxle has already left. So oh, you're, you're even bad. more pleased, Paulton, and, uh, Paulton, to see Jarlaxle is nowhere to be seen.
3: Abel and DF has
2: a baby for you. <sighs> I, Tricks. I, oh well, i mean uh, now, there's always room for one more
4: no there isn't a baby god
2: i'm well, just
3: kidding i know it's not a baby i'm sorry
4: all right but evelyn can i go talk to you
2: oh, okay but we have news do you want to hear it first yeah tell us the news first real sure. quick
5: sure you want to tell him should i tell him she you you, you you tell him it's your cloak oh but, but, but you tell him you were so you were so good you did great
4: we sold the cloak. We sold the cloak
2: for 50K. Wow!
4: That's. that's Is crazy. that
2: a big number? Gold.
4: That's oh, an incredible God. amount.
5: It's so good. It's going to go straight to the house and we're going to upgrade uh, it. Everything's going to be awesome. It's going to be. Only
3: great. Gonna go we only need. have a new bed and we can. No, we it only, only need 2,500. For I like sleeping on the floor.
5: Well, guess what? There will be so much more floor now.
3: We yeah. can add yeah. another we floor. We can
5: make a room with a floor that's just a bed. We could add another house on the house. Let's put a house on the house
2: on the house.
4: Let's do it. It's awesome. You guys did a great job.
2: Thanks, Diaz. Okay, we can go talk.
4: All right. Let's <laughs> right. uh, we'll go, we'll go talk to you in your in your room. It's, it's the only one that's left.
2: I don't have a room.
4: No, yeah, Strix is the only
3: one that's left. You all have right. to go to Strix's room. James,
4: can we borrow your room?
3: Uh, yes, of course. It's all of our room now. Thanks.
4: You guys
5: go talk. Me and Strix are going to celebrate. Do we have champagne? I feel like we should have champagne.
3: No, we don't. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, we can afford champagne now. So how about, Strix, <laughs> you know, go buy some champagne, yeah? Somewhere's gotta right. be open. I don't okay. think this is, is Waterdeep a dry county? I doubt it. We no, could- I'll
3: go with you. Just don't, Paulton, don't.
1: Paulton, make a perception check.
5: Oh, good. Just when everything's coming up, Paulton. Perception check. 17?
4: Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <Great>. That's... <laughs>
5: That's right. So let's go buy champagne.
1: It's going to be impressed. great. It's going to be great.
3: Let's go. All right.
1: All right. You head out to get some champagne, leaving Dieth and Evelyn upstairs in Strix's room.
4: Dieth <clears throat> will, like, close the door behind him for privacy and kind of motion Evelyn to sit on the bed. Meanwhile, Dieth still has, like, his packs and, like, carrying things. Evelyn, I realize we haven't really gotten a chance to really talk in a long time. And there was something that you said to me once that's always really stuck with me. And I wanted you to know that I've always been thinking about it and it wasn't something that I ever, ever forgot. A long time ago, you had told me that I was really good at taking a lot of broken things and keeping them together. And... I don't always feel that I do. I, I do my best. I mean, look at the house, but I try. But another thing Evelyn is that I do want to keep everything together and it's important for everything to be whole. And I know for a long time now, you haven't been whole and I wanted to make sure that you were. And Diaz, like, removes the cloak and shows off the reforged lightfall.
1: When you see this weapon that you haven't seen intact since it shattered in iron slag, um, there's a, a kinship to it, but reflected in its axe blades just briefly are your parents' faces.
4: Death will kind of like walk over to Evelyn and you know, basically kind of go down to one knee to kind of present this weapon and just say, this has always been a part of you and you've been far away from it for far too long. But Evelyn, I also want you to know, this is but a tool. The one thing that can strike through the darkness has always been the light within you. You will know, hand or Lightfall. No, you're muted. What? You no. you muted. can you hear right. me?
2: Can yeah. You hear me? Okay. You know Evelyn is usually very fast to act and bubbly, but you see she's overcome and you see her hands slowly start reaching toward the ax. But then what Dieth just said to her really sinks in and she looks him in the face and reaches over Lightfall to just wrap him in a giant hug and says, You're the best friend I ever had. And oh. I'm so thankful for you.
4: Oh, and Death gives her a big hug back.
2: And uh, she holds that for a while, and then she's like, Woo! And, she <laughs> axe, and she's like spinning it all around. She's
1: in Strix's bedroom.
3: Like, wax it against the wall. Fuck off. Yeah, Strix's things are flying everywhere.
1: And that's where we'll stop.
3: Uh, Still worried about that perception check.
1: I don't know
5: what it's worth for the perception check, but I was holding (laughs) that fucking cloak, saying, "Never
1: put it down." (laughs) All right, we will be back next week um, for an all-new episode of Dice Camera Action. But does anybody have any announcements before we part?
2: That I was crying the second I even heard Lightfall at the beginning (laughs) of this episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Surprise! Oh, happy birthday to me!
1: Yeah, it's got some new superpowers too, which we'll find out about next week.
2: Dude, and the whole mom to guide your hand, dad to guide your heart is so congruent with Evelyn's backstory. I was like mm-hmm. fangirling. Uh, yeah. anyway, announcements I've been I... for a long time. Oh my gosh, you're the bustard. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, announcements. I will be in Vancouver, British Columbia on Saturday. For the twitch community meetup in vancouver so if you live in vancouver and you are a twitch fan or streamer please come by and say hi uh
5: i guess this is more of a personal thing for me but a lot of people have been asking but i started doing my own streams for those of you who are interested i'm actually going to be streaming in like an hour and it's been a lot of fun there's been a lot of uh dca talk in the chat it's been cool like Talking over stuff like away from everyone else. Uh Uh, So it's been fun. So uh, come hang out, Uh, Nathan Sharp official. It'll be cool.
4: And uh, can we discuss any future events at this moment? Oh, yeah, why not? Okay, sure. Mm. Go ahead. Let me go. Yeah, you do it.
2: We'll be at PAX E. Hey. Chris will not be joining us, unfortunately. We will miss him dearly, but we do have a lot of stuff on the books, all the regular stuff, signings, panels, probably a live episode, though we have yet to figure out the format, so stay tuned for that. But if you are coming to PAX East, you will have opportunities to see us, and uh, we'll be bringing our Waffle Crew merch again if you haven't been able to get your hands on that as well. So we hope to see you there.
4: Also, what I've got coming up is uh, next week Wednesday on March 6th, once again, D.F. will be making a guest appearance over on the Acquisitions Incorporated C Team over on Penny Arcade.
2: His favorite place. His
4: favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my gosh, that's going to be perfect. You can ask about the cloak.
4: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh huh. Mm hmm. So, I'm going yeah, to be sending an email to Jerry right after this. And that. uh, that's
3: yeah. honestly right. a really big buff for Jim.
1: That's a huge buff for Jim. <clears throat>
3: like that's it's a also
4: Yeah, he's needed it because he sucks so men. bad. Right? He
3: does, yeah. I mean honestly he does. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, not tomorrow, but next week, Wednesday, March sixth, uh, I'll be over there. Uh, I'll remind send you another give you another reminder next week as well, but you can watch it live. You know, it'll be super fun. Yep.
1: Yeah. Unless of course you die in next week's episode, in which case it'll right, be slightly which, less fun. This so is what I told favorite. them. I was Just like, keeping us I, on
2: our
3: toes. That's
1: always the risk with these crossovers, right? You never know. I did tweet at
2: Jerry to let him, to say thanks and happy birthday to Jim.
1: So cool. Nice. Cool. Nice. And we got a subreddit spamming that link. Boy. All right. Um, if that's all the announcements, then we'll call it for quits for the week. And we'll see you all next week. And until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and goodbye for
0: now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting.